All right, welcome to another episode of Pick Johnny's Brain. This is where climbers like you send in your questions about marketing, promotion, uh, selling tickets, selling merch, digital marketing, digital promotion, the music business questions, branding questions. And, you know, any, any kind of, any kind of questions that all have to do with your artist career, send them into info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. That's info at daredevilproduction.com and put pick Johnny's brain in the subject line. If you don't, it won't get into the right folder. So make sure you put that in there. Also, if you haven't done so already, guys, please, uh, please know this. Download the free PDF, informational PDF. It's kind of, Kind of going to be along the lines of what we're going to talk about today here. It's going to help untie the knot of, um, of broadcast marketing and, and help you understand digital more. It's called 21 Biggest Reasons You Don't Have More Fans and How to Fix That. And you can get that at giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, giftfromjohnny.com. And that is free absolutely you just tell us where to send it when you go there click on the button and, and get the download and we're available for consultation so if there's questions that you have and we have to cover a lot of broad strokes sometimes i get into specifics about case studies that i've done but how can i possibly get into specifics about your stuff if i don't know you and and we haven't spoken so if you need that personal touch email us at info at daredevilproduction.com and put consultation in the subject line and we'll get something on the books we do charge for that but it, listen, it's, it's, it's worth it. You know, we do lots of consultations every week and we're, we're helping people, you know, move forward on that. So today we're going to talk about you're not honoring the platform. This is the biggest issue that I see with the music industry from the major labels to the indie labels, to the major label artists, to the indie label artists, to, you know, to indie artists and all the way down. They're not honoring the platform. I just had this conversation with a manager yesterday, and that's what made me kind of think of it. <clears throat> and shout out to Lexi, because I was having a little bit of a brain fart, and she put me on track. <laughs> I said, why don't you talk about that? I'm like, oh, yeah. So <clears throat> um, what does that mean? So I'm, I'm going to tell you a quick story about where I learned about not honoring the platform. It's when I was in the mortgage industry, and uh, somebody had given me the idea that, you know, you've got this recording studio in your house and instead of making 150 cold calls a day to get three to five applications, why don't you do, I mean, you've got a great personality, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you do a radio show? And I, you know, I said, I don't know anything about radio shows. And they're like, no, they're on Saturdays and Sundays on most radio stations that, that content, those half hour shows, those one hour shows are paid commercials. Those are companies that are on there. If you think about it, you can learn about everything from vitamins and wellness and pets and automobiles and finances and investing and mortgages and all this informational stuff. They're content marketing to you. And these are companies that are driving traffic through terrestrial radio to, to their business. And so I went with a friend of mine and, uh, you know, I took on uh, a partner just in case we screwed this up. I didn't want to have to pay for what it was going to cost. We found the least expensive station was an AM station out of Orange County. And we, um, we started doing the work and it was frightening because we had to buy six months of time in a block. So that 
that commitment was like fourteen or $15,000. And, you know, if we didn't know what we were doing, if this idea didn't work, I was going to be sunk. And <clears throat> so we bought the time. We went to work and we started creating the radio show. And first weekend we go, we get zero phone calls. Second weekend, the show goes up. We get zero phone calls. Third weekend, zero phone calls. And I'm freaking out right now, as you can imagine, right? So I called the station manager who is way smarter than me. She knew the phone wasn't ringing and she knew why, but she knew I was going to have to call her first and to feel enough pain to reach out to her before I'm probably going to listen to her maybe, you know? So I called her up. She answered. She's like, Johnny, you're not getting any phone calls. That's why you're calling me. And are you prepared to do everything I tell you to do? If I can promise you, I can make that phone ring. And I was like, oh, my God, I will do whatever it takes. I will put on the bozo outfit with the big shoes and the horn, you know, and <laughs> like, what do I got to do? <clears throat> and she said, listen, your content is killer. It's amazing. She said, but you're not honoring the platform. And I said, what does that mean? And she said, well, you've got you bought a half hour of time every week. I said, yes. She said, you've got five minutes of commercial. So you're responsible for 25 minutes of content. I said, yes. And she said, and you guys are doing, you've got a brilliant show. It's got a beginning, a middle, and an end. And you bring it around nicely to your point at the end of the show. That's where you give your phone number and you wrap it all up. And I said, okay. And she said, that's how people consume sitcoms. That's how they consume television, sitting at home. They're all prepared to watch the whole thing together and follow the story. She goes, that's not how people consume AM radio on the weekend. Right. They're driving around on the weekend, taking their kids to soccer practice, going to Home Depot, getting their hair done, doing some shopping, running all kinds of different errands. And they're catching bits and pieces of what you're saying. And she says they're listening to what you're saying, Johnny, because the content is good, but you need to tweak it and honor the platform. She said, so you got to do two things. Number one is instead of doing one 25-minute show, she said, do five five-minute shows, the same show, five times in a row, just change the metaphors, and you're going to get that repetition in there too. So you're going to get those concepts in because the people that listen for longer than five minutes are going are to hear it multiple times, and that's a good thing. I said, okay. And she said, the second thing is every two minutes, you've got to give your phone number and, uh, and don't, you know, do that without fail. So that's what we did. Uh, fourth show went up. We got five phone calls and two of them turned into loans and the revenue we made from those loans paid for, I think pretty much covered the commitment that we had. Cause you know, you're talking Southern California. These are big loans. Okay. So. There you have it. That was honoring the platform. So what are people doing in, in the music industry that they're not honoring the digital platform? Okay, well, broadcast is defined as one-to-many. Okay, so TV, one-to-many. Radio, one-to-many. A live show, one-to-many. That's broadcast. Newspaper, one-to-many. Um, magazines, one-to-many. Rolling Stone, one-to-many. Okay, and... Whether we are aware of it or not, and whether we believe it or not, and whether we like it or not, we, the crowd in a broadcast platform factors into how we behave. All right. And, you know, think about it like in a real positive way when, <clears throat> like, um, 
let's say you're at a concert and you're going to see Axl Rose and he's up on stage and it's, it's Guns N' Roses and it's a packed stadium of 100,000 people and he's like, everybody get your cell phones up in the air! And we all do it, right? We all pull our cell phones out. We're there. We're prepared to have a great time. Some of us do it because Axl told us to, but most of us do it. Why? Because everybody else is doing it, right? That's, that's, that's the positive thing. On the negative side, because we're hardwired for what we call social proof. That's how you learn to walk. That's how you learn to talk. Everybody else was doing it and you wanted to do it too. Okay, social proof is how you know where to throw away your empty popcorn bucket when you go to a brand new movie theater. You just follow the crowd. They know where the trash is, okay? Um, on the negative side, this is where... Um, you know, the mob mentality happens, right? When Axl Rose wouldn't take the stage back in the in the 90s and, and delayed all those shows on that tour with Metallica, people tore the places apart because one person started getting crazy and then everybody gets crazy. We've seen some of that in politics this past year. Okay, this is... The, 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 this is the really the way people work and you have to understand that. And, and it's very powerful in a broadcast platform. Okay, but digital is one to one. So now imagine not Axl Rose, take the fame thing out of it. Just imagine some random guy that you've invited into your house and he makes it to your kitchen and it's just you and him at the kitchen table and he stands up on the kitchen table and he's like, you know, come on, Shelly, get your cell phone up in the air. How does that make you feel? Right? Totally awkward. It's like a joke, right? But think about it. Same tone, same delivery, same message. Totally works in a bar in front of people or in a stadium in front of people or, you know, on TV or maybe on radio, but it doesn't work one-on-one -on -one because the dynamic changes. And in a one-on-one -on -one relationship, whether we are aware of it or not, whether we believe it or not, whether we like it or not, there is no crowd to factor it in. So we are, it's all about the other person. Okay. It's all about them. And the first thing that's going through their head is what are you going to do for me? Do you give a crap about me? Think about it in terms of like a salesman that maybe comes to your door that e even if you expected, you made that appointment salesman comes to your door. You kind of give them the once over. You're like, okay, come on back to the kitchen. Maybe you're going to buy some siding or a roof or, or whatever. And they sit down and before you can get into the terms of the agreement and the quality of the product and the brand name and the installation and the monthly payments and the warranty and blah, 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 you have to get one thing out of your way first. And that is like, do I think this person gives a crap about me and my family? And only then, if you feel like they really like you, are you going to move forward onto the business part of it? If you think they're slimy and they're gross and you don't like them, frankly, they could be giving the product away. You're going to kick them out of the house. So on digital, especially to a cold audience, you are the salesperson that nobody knows. So you can't come in saying, look what I got. Here's my new single. Right. You're, I'm, I'm the most awesome person. You should get to know me. You're really going to love this. No, it doesn't work that way. Okay. Now you could say, Johnny, Taylor Swift's got, you know, 125 million followers on Instagram. That's one to many. So there are social proof elements that certainly happen on digital. 
Okay. And certainly, and even you, you don't have to have 125 million followers to make a movement. I mean, we, we have a very big industry now of micro influencers. A lot of my artists make money uh, and they have maybe 10,000 or 20,000 followers, but they're really engaged. And those are very powerful accounts and they make money. They get free stuff. They get all kinds of stuff when they know how to play that game because they know what they're doing. So it doesn't even require a huge audience, but here's the catch, right? If you're a girl listening to my voice right now, when was the last time you got together with some of your best girlfriends, you heated up some tapas and you um, popped open a bottle of wine and you got girls night all together and you plugged in your laptop into the big screen and you all looked at your Instagram feed together. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. You just got chills, didn't you? That's disgusting. And if you're a guy listening to my voice, when was the last time you got your boys over, you popped open some beer, ordered some pizza, and you put your laptop up on the big screen, everybody looked at your Instagram feed together? No, it never happens. It's very private. It's one-on-one until you find out other stuff. So you have to honor the platform that way and know how it's being consumed. And the other big thing that I like to bring up is let's really let's really talk about how radio worked and why radio was so important. And and I'm going to include like when I say radio, just I'm also talking about like MTV, CMT, BET, all the music channels back when they used to play music and break artists. Okay, so how did that work? Um, So let's go back. I mean, nobody ever woke up in the morning, first of all, and said, I wonder what brand new artist I'm going to discover today that's going to become the soundtrack for my youth. No, we all listen to radio for the same reason, to hear our jam. Okay, so let me give you an example of how radio worked and and why it worked, because I think when you deconstruct that and then you apply it to the way the digital platform is consumed, you're going to start asking some different questions and you're going to start doing some different behaviors because you'll understand why what you're doing isn't working. Okay. So it's 1994 and Reba McIntyre has just released her 18th studio record, slow clap. 
If you have 18 major label records, you are everybody's jam, okay? Everybody knows who you are, and the way the record labels would very intelligently promote these records, they're going to drop the single first and let her shoot up to number one and then keep it there for a couple, two, three, four months before they're going to drop the record and make it available for sale. And remember, 1994, there is no streaming services. So there's only two choices to listen to music. You either listen to what you owned or you listen to the radio, period. Okay? So, or, or you know, watch MTV or CMT, okay? But, um, so the way the DJs, it was scratching the DJs back and the radio's back too. So that's the only place you could hear the new Reba McIntyre song. It's like, this is Johnny D at WKKR. We've got the brand new Reba single. Why haven't I heard from you right here on KKR every hour on the hour? So tune in, folks. If you haven't heard it, you're not going to want to miss this, right? That's what they would do. So we would tune in to listen to our jam, to listen to that song that we know that makes us turn up the radio and sing along with it. But while we're waiting, see, they slide in this new son of a gun named Tim McGraw. <clears throat> and it's Indian Outlaw. And you haven't ever heard of him before. Well, remember, again, your musicians, your songwriters, you have the curse of knowledge. So you are going to... Uh, you don't bet you don't experience music the way the normal listener does the normal listener it takes at least seven times to hear a message any message before it becomes subconsciously recognizable right i think i think there's also something out there that's very correlated with this it says if you say a lie seven times it becomes the truth inside your own head right so subconsciously recognizable is not that's Tim McGraw that's Indian outlaw and I love him that's where your brain just sort of turns on and says I think we need to pay attention to this because it's now gone from the unfamiliar to the familiar and they had to hear that song seven times that's the same is true with the tide commercial the same is true with political narratives on the left or the right they have to keep pounding you can go to any channel on the left or any channel on the right and go through all those sources and they're saying exactly the same thing because those are the talking points and they're trying to get to pound that message into our heads okay so that's how they were able to break artists because they had a captive audience and who got to decide what you were going to listen to on the radio it was the program director so and they are and they have rotational format programming. So you're getting that new Tim McGraw song over and over and over and over and over again. And when it gets into heavy rotation, which is what it takes to get to number eight, and that's what Indian Outlaw went to, uh, guys. Th that's seventy spins a week. That's in a, in any given market. That's almost a spin every hour. Okay, so. I mean, think about that. Like, it's, it, it, they had the luxury of pounding the same content into our brains ad nauseum until it, it sunk in, until we became fans. And I mean, look at Tim McGraw. Now, what I don't even know what he's got now, 35 number ones later. He's Tim McGraw. Everybody's familiar with him. But there was a moment when nobody knew the tone of his voice we weren't familiar with him at all and so those first six spins went in one ear and out the other until our brain told us to pay attention to it okay that's why advertisers love nascar because you get to see the little m&m car go around in a circle for three hours straight and you see it 
and they talk, yeah, oh, me and the, the, the M&M car crew or the Tide crew or the this crew or the that crew. You know what I mean? Guys, that, that's it's repetition over and over and over again. So now let's talk about the digital platform. Who decides what you're going to see on digital? That's each consumer. So now I want to ask you an honest question and be honest with yourself. Think about the last piece of video content that you loved, that just whatever, it was super informative, it was super inspirational, or it was, you know, super educational, or it was super entertaining, and it made you laugh, and you just loved it, you shared it with everybody, and it was fantastic, okay? So and let's say it's like, you know, a three-minute video, and you watched that three-minute video, and you loved it, and then... There's an outside chance that maybe that because it's going viral and it's blowing up and everybody loves it. Maybe that piece of content comes back in your feed a second time. Organically, a couple weeks later, you might even watch the whole thing again there just because you get a smirk on your face. You're like, oh, this is so funny. I'm going to watch it again. Right. But when was the last time you watched a piece of video content that you loved on your smartphone more than two times? It doesn't happen. You know why? Because your brain says, I already saw the end of that. I already know how that works. And you skip past it. So if we're honoring the platform, it begs the question, well, good God, how do we get to seven? Where we become subconsciously recognizable. And then how do we get to, that's my jam. How do we get from the unfamiliar to not the vaguely familiar, but the to, to, to love for the artist. That's where the consistency comes in. That's, this is the reason that if the chain smokers didn't have a, a record label, the record label promotes the record the way they know how to promote the record, which is release a single on radio for six months, pump it up. And then maybe they get a second single and release that for six months and pump it up. But the Chainsmokers release strategy goes against that because they know how to honor the digital platform and they release every song on a, on a record, one song a month. Every song has a video. Some of the videos didn't cost them anything. It doesn't have to be a big highfalutin video with a big major label budget. Some of them have that, but they don't need it. Okay. And uh, everything gets released one a month. So they're constantly in your face. And they're constantly releasing something new. And, and then there's the content that happens on a weekly basis that doesn't have anything to do with the single. That's how you make that happen and what's in it for them, right? So, um, you know, that's why, and this is a digital version of why cover songs work. Okay, because if I don't know you, I've never seen you and you're doing digital ads to break into my, stream right to break into my feed to interrupt my feed and my experience on facebook or instagram with and you're not anybody that i know why why am i going to watch that why would you watch that you wouldn't watch that you don't watch that if you don't know what it is you're not going to stop unless there's something that pops out that's a thumb stopper that looks interesting to you right and and so a cover song is or a mashup, right? It's almost like clickbait. It's like, okay, I know this song. Here's an artist. Now I'm going to be, I'm going to see, depending on what kind of copy you put in the ad, I'm going to click on that and see whether or not you, you killed it or whether or not you, you suck. I'm going to watch a train wreck, but you know, but I'm going to give it a chance, right? Or more people are going to give it a chance than if you just release 
your single. So on radio, you release a single, you punch a single. If you got that kind of budget, God bless you, pound, 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 and you can make and you can do some damage in some markets. On digital, if you try to do that, you're not going to get anywhere with it because nobody's going to care unless you do something like OK Go, where their their videos are so visually fascinating and it doesn't have anything to do with the damn song. You're going to watch that video because what they did was so mesmerizing on all of their new videos. I mean, go check out OK Go on YouTube and look at their videos. Go down the rabbit hole. Some of them are real pricey, but some of them they did just because they were clever and super creative and smart and it worked. And so you're going to watch that whole thing because it's creative, but you're hearing the song, right? And you move on that way. So, you know, release strategies, when we're thinking about them at Daredevil, I'm thinking I want to do one, two, three cover songs, maybe a mashup. Then we're going to drop that single to that original single to the, that warm audience of people who have already seen you and have become more familiar with you. I'm always going to do video, you know, because I want you to watch my artist, right? So we can get the visual and the audio thing in there so that's what we mean by honor the platform and we can go really deep on this i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap this up for today but i think maybe on the next show we'll talk about like what honoring the platform means in terms of data and how data can help you lower your costs and increase your reach reach more people for the same dollar and begin to really build up something amazing all right guys but until then if you need a consultation, emails at info at Daredevil Production. Download the free PDF, informational PDF, 21 Biggest Reasons You Don't Have More Fans and How to Fix It at giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y. Just click on the button and tell us where to send it. It's yours free. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks, guys. Take care. Social, 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 social media. Social media. Social media. Challenge. 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 Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.